Hello moms, welcome to Raising Leaders. So we're continuing this week with the topic that I started last week, communicating with your teenagers. I mentioned last week that, you know, one of the signs to know that your child is moving towards, I mean, obviously you can tell from their age, but then with the age comes changes in attitude and changes in the way they communicate. Having worked with children and families for a number of years, I sometimes see the shock in some mother's attitude or you know when they realize how much change has happened or has happened with their child you know a child that was once their friend a child that would once tell them everything even when a boy winked at them and now it's different and so i mentioned last week you know one of the things i mentioned last week is the fact that at this stage often from the age of 12 for some it could be earlier at this stage their friends suddenly become more popular and they start confiding in their friends more than they're confiding in you but i think what may be making you know this solitude nature of teenagers these days and generally maybe kids um, is also the fact that there's a lot of exposure to social media and while social media gives us the impression that we're actually socializing what you find out is that these kids, this generation of children, are losing the art of socializing. And so they're more comfortable speaking with friends on the internet than they are meeting them face to face. And that is going to perhaps get worse, especially with you know coronavirus and the lockdown in, in many nations. And so that schools are taking place online, churches are taking place online, all, almost all interactions are taking place online. Um, so that's about, you know, I, I just wanted to add that in from, from what I mentioned last week. But this week, I want to speak a little more about some of the changes you would notice in, in, in your teenagers. Um, that can be quite frustrating to many parents and I think perhaps the biggest or one of the biggest is the fact that they start to appear a bit arrogant you know they start to appear a bit like they know everything and they then become confident to correct you or to you know maybe not take seriously some of the things you're saying because they think they know better they can be selfish they can be very very selfish uh, some say it comes with this generation. I don't know, but I know that sometimes it just has to do with, you know, how they perceive things. So it's it's maybe self-centered during that saying it's it's part of development. Um, and part of the reason they may be self-centered is also because they're going through that stage of you know uh, low self-esteem. Now I know some parents say you know I I um, my, my 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 child has you know, good self-esteem, I encourage them, they're confident and all of that. And I want to separate the two between confidence and self-esteem. You see, because confidence is based on something. It's something that makes you confident. It's either your education or your job or your money or, 
your phone you know what i mean yeah your phone um some some kids that have you know very expensive phone and then so, so that confidence can be exhibited based on that thing that they have for some period of time or for an occasion or for whatever it is they need to do at that point in time but that's not the same as saying they have self-esteem because oftentimes the kind of confidence that you, you parents refer to most times and the kids think they have it's not confidence at all it's 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 a facade it's a facade to hide their low self-esteem to hide the way they really feel about themselves so sometimes with that confidence or so-called confidence comes anger and you see them you know come out with outbursts and you're wondering what what did he just say that annoyed you what did i just say that made you come out with that kind of outburst so they're short-tempered teenagers can be very short-tempered and that again points to a low self-esteem even though they may appear confident you know and they can speak confidently but that's not the same it's not the same right um they can come across as you know feeling a bit invincible as if you know nothing can take them down you know that they, they can never go wrong and all of that and again that can tie in with, with arrogance I think this bothers a lot of parents. It bothered me as well. They can be very disrespectful. Teenagers can be quite disrespectful. And, and there may be two things, you know, that I see with that. First could be the fact that, and I need parents to pay attention to this very closely. By this age, from the age of maybe 12, 13, they, they're beginning to see your uh, mistakes. They're beginning to see your own weaknesses vis-a-vis -vis the strong or perfect exterior that you portray and so that could make so, so so there's a bit of inconsistency they see some inconsistency between who you're pushing them to be who you're asking them to be and who you are right and once once they can they, they, they see it very early as a matter of fact they see it since they you know since they're little but it's only when they become teenagers from the age of 12, 13, some a little earlier, that they then get that confidence to confront you with it. And they may not really say it, but you'll see it in their attitudes. And so they're thinking in their minds, and mind you, I'm saying this again because I work with children. And what they tell me, they would never tell their parents. And so, so some of the things you hear is, you know, they see hypocrisy in their children in their parents you know well they haven't done this they don't do this but they want me to do it you know so that can come across as disrespectful and we can tie that also to arrogance you know why they may be arrogant or why they may be disrespectful and i'm not justifying that in any way i'm just telling you how to think because when you know how your kids are thinking then you're better able to help them. You're not labeling them with, you know, these attitudes that will pass anyway, especially when handled properly. Um, so, so I want you to come from the place of knowledge when you're dealing with, with your teenagers. Um, so the other thing I probably, the last thing I'm going to talk about is 
the fact that they are difficult to and mark the way I'm using this word very carefully to control and so whilst it's easy to tell your three-year-old uh, go get me some water or take off my shoes or get me the remote control and stuff like that if you were to ask your teenager to do the same thing they get they may not say it, but you probably will see their attitude I mean, why can't you get it yourself you're closer to the remote control than I am why should I go all the way to go get the remote control for you right so as I said you all tell them to wash wash the plates in the sink and they're wondering why do I have to wash all the plates I can just wash the one I used so you're seeing all of that attitude come out and that's a that's a sign that they I mean we call it rebellion sometimes but I, I think it's something else I know it's something else and I'm gonna get into it as you can guess this topic is probably gonna drag till next week because I like to keep this podcast short so that people can listen quickly and move on to something else all right so they can be difficult to control but I'm gonna replace that word with lead they can be difficult to lead so whereas when they were young when they were small it's easier for you to speak to them to have them do something you want them to do but then you find out that as they get older they begin to challenge you so that's where i'm getting to they begin to challenge you but it's not you they're challenging it's your authority and so some parents get really mad at this and sometimes hit them i remember once i you know almost you know slapped my 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 daughter for something she said and i think yeah i actually slapped her and she raised her hand to slap to want to slap me back and i'm like i will beat the living daylight out of you if she dies so, so but that would never happen between you and maybe a nine-year-old or an eight-year-old or a ten-year-old but once they begin to have the body of adults somewhere in their minds they forget that they're still kids so here they have the mind of the the the, the body of adults they're probably as tall as you uh some are bigger you know have bigger busts than you do and 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 they they see how they look physically and that kind of makes them lose their head and they begin to think that they're no longer children but we know that they're still children so the question then is how do we how do we parent these kids how do we continue to parent these kids successfully because they still need us next week i'm going to talk about how to do that so so you probably you know understand now we need to draw the conclusion that what we did with them how we raised them from when they were young when they were you know uh, uh, between 10 and below it's going to be different from how we do it from henceforth it's going to be different from how we do it when they're 12 13 and older so that calls for a shift we're going to have to shift gears and i'm going to talk about that next week so next week i'm talking about how you as a mother and helping your husband as well or the father of your child to shift gears you know from parenting to mentoring from smothering to mothering what's the difference because I think a lot of us, a lot of us smother them uh, in the name of mothering them. There's a difference. So we'll look at that difference next week. We'll look at how, you know, we need to mentor them at this age, 
from teenage up to um, uh, adulthood, young adulthood, um, and how we should lead them instead of, you know, um, um, bringing them up as kids. Because yes, they're kids, but um, there's a difference. So join me next week as I talk about the shift that we need to make in parenting, especially parenting this generation of teenagers. Till then, be well. Now, again, I must say quickly, we're also a group of praying mothers. And if you would like, if you'd like to join our group of praying mothers, uh, send me a message, send me an email or send me um, a text, wherever you got this podcast from, um, drop a line. Let me know that you want to join us. So link up with me on social media, coach.lara or Coach Lara. I'm there somewhere. Instagram, Facebook, I'm there. Um, so I'll, I'll wait to hear from you. Thank you again for listening to the to this podcast. Be well.